0: Welcome to this week Skiza Athletics. This is your host, Neil Minton. With me as always, Rip Ripley. How are we doing, coach?
1: Doing good, doing good. Exciting, exciting 10 days ahead of us here. We got brackets coming out and then just a lot of excitement going on. So excited to get into the brackets a little bit and talk to, with you about. So
0: sure. So um we're gonna break down the brackets. One, I do want to say I think this is our one-year anniversary of the podcast. I think we started last year at tournament time. Is that right? I
1: believe I believe that's correct. Happy anniversary there, bud. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. So Maybe after these first two rounds, we'll kind of see who wins about like we did last year, and we'll get somebody to maybe come on and and talk yep. you know, about their run they're making or what's going on, and mm-hmm. um, we'll kind of see if any anything unfolds, if you will. So yep. let's just um dive right in. Also, we got to talk about this. Okay, so you know we we had the tournament challenge, and I haven't posted on the Facebook page yet. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have enough teams, okay, enough people. So yeah, what we've done is we did actually though have thirty two, okay. okay. I believe is the right number. I'm going to read it from – so there were 32 entries. So the top 16 boys and girls teams, seated wise um, all got matched up with the 32 people who commented on our post. Okay. So everybody that commented has a team. I'm going to post it. If your team loses, you're out. Sorry, if your team wins, then you get put into boys and girls, and we have those two gift cards like we like we talked about. So, yeah. but it won't be every team, but it is the top thirty-two seats. So, um, nice. I hadn't really looked over it yet. I was going to, you know, I think it'd be really funny if like a Rip Ripley got a, you know, a Lawrence Manning, and now you got pull for Lawrence Manning. You know, I mean, I think yeah, rivalry stuff. So, I don't know if there's anything like that yet, but but hopefully, I didn't see be, that yet, yeah, yeah, it'll be pretty funny if it is, yeah. um, or if you're like a coach is literally pulled the team they're playing against in the first round. So. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but anyway, so I'll post that and so we'll we'll kind of keep advertising that. But let's um jump into brackets and and yep. first off, let's I do want to say this. I want to thank the committee, Mike Fannin, for all their hard work. I mean, this it's a nightmare trying to do this. Yeah. Um, and the you know, not just seating them, but but putting them into the, where they want to play and all that stuff. That's hard work. So um hats off to them. I think they did a very good job. And um we appreciate all the hard work that whoever was on the committee and Mr. Fannin and them did. So um let's start with the 1-A girls. Now the 1-A girls, I'm assuming, Rip, and you may know this, they're the only bracket that doesn't have 12 teams. They have right. eight teams. So I'm I'm um assuming we have some opt-outs there.
1: I think, I think my understanding, because we talked a little bit, cause we host a lot of those games usually here at Wilson Hall. And a lot of those games were opt-outs. They were uh, a couple of those regions are smaller and some of them didn't have varsity girls teams this year. I think Uh, I I know, especially there was a region. um, I want to say maybe it was what was St. Elizabeth Ann where there was only like one or two girls teams in the region. And like, one team didn't win but a couple games, and one team didn't win any games, some, something like that. And so I think there were some opt-outs. So there's only eight teams in that bracket, uh, and then 12 and everything else. Okay. Well, let's
0: talk about it. It starts at the top. Curtis Baptist, who, mm-hmm. as expected, got the number one overall seed. Um, they look primed to make a good run here. But I will say this. W.W. King, just because their girls just won their region championship, which we thought was a very competitive region. Um, they're going to open up with Cambridge, which could be a really tough game, I think, yeah. for them. But, um, I mean, I think they'll be fine. And I think Curtis Babbage, W.W. King, has the makings of a really good semifinal game. Um, um, and Lawrence Academy, always competitive. Well, Coach, they open up with Jefferson Davis, and they'll get the winner of Wardlaw and Charles Collegiate, but Charles Collegiate also is having a great se- season. So, yeah. if that stays chalked, I think that's a very, very, very competitive Final Four
1: in the 1A girls. Absolutely. And, you know, the locations, we'll talk about that a little bit later, kind of where all these games will be taking place. Um, but, but, uh, uh, usually we, they try to kind of play at the same place, same location, something like that. Um, and, and you kind of get the, uh, feel of some good teams there coming down the stretch. I agree. Lawrence Academy, kind of one of your, 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 almost your blue bloods, of the one A. I thought like they're there every year. Um, you know, Warlaw Academy, another you know, team that's usually there as an underdog coming in this year. Uh, interesting spot for them with Charleston collegiate. Uh, but I, I think it's Curtis Baptist to run and we will be interested to see if they can, if they can complete that.
0: Yeah, um, I mean and we'll get a chance. We'll have another podcast before the, the mm-hmm. semifinals and finals, or at least before the finals. So we'll be able to kind of talk and, and go through further through the bracket. They will play um Saturday morning at some specific 10 30 a.m. the first state championship game on this yeah. Saturday. Yeah. So, you know, we'll go ahead and get that going there. Now I will say this if Nancy Derrick shows up, Warlaw's got a chance to win it all. Oh, always. <laughs> Anybody knows that when they know. If you know, you know. Yeah. So, um so so it should be exciting. Let's look at the one eight boys. Um 1A boys, you have – we have 12 teams. So, we have four teams with a bye. Um, over, the number one Cs are Faith Christian, Charleston Collegiate. You know, I say kind of expected. And then, W.W. Mm-hmm. King and Richard Wynn got the two Cs. So, all four of those teams will have a bye. W.W. King boys also just in their region championship in a very competitive region. We talked about how competitive that region was. Yeah. Two of those teams getting a bye. So, you know, two boys teams from the Charleston region, um, two from the upstate region all getting uh, a bye. Um, to start off with. So look up here and who do
1: you see in this first round? Any upsets? What game are you interested to see? So, so one of the things is interesting here, and we talked about this a little bit last week on, on the, the size of some of these 1A regions. Now we've got the region with Richard Wynn, W. King, um Arley of the Rosary, Lawrence Academy, uh, Newberry Academy, all making the tournament. I think that's all from that region, all from that same region. And so you've got this big, big region with nine teams. And then you've got like a region with Reagan Prep and Curtis Baptist, who were co-region champions, and they're both six seeds in, in the bracket overall. So you've got a couple kind of upstart teams there. Reagan Prep, a relatively new school in Skeezer, uh, as well as R.A. the Rosary, another new school in the Skeza brackets. But you've got two teams that kind of won their conference and and, and ran through it. Their only losses were to each other. Um, but they're here as underdogs. And so that could be kind of interesting to see how that goes. That Curtis Babbage lay the rosary game and that Reagan prep, Jeff Davis game, I think could be interesting due to that element. Yeah. I right? see those are
0: three, six matchups, which sound more like four or five matchups And the mm-hmm. four or fives. We have low country prep versus Lawrence Academy and Newberry versus Holly Hill. And, and once again, you said one, a blue bloods, and there's a couple of those right there, you know, when we name them. So, you know, you have a very rich tradition, Newberry, Holly Hill, Lawrence Academy, who are always, you know, in the mix somehow and have been traditionally over, over the years. Always play hard, well coached teams. So that first round, I think in one A, has a chance to be really competitive. You know, not all first round tournaments that we have are going to be competitive. Sure. But yeah, I, I think I, with the yeah. twelve field, twelve man field, it does make the first round more competitive than the sixteen.
1: Obviously. Absolutely. Yeah, the sixteen, you kind of get these teams you have the buys. You'd have a Faith, a WWE King, a Collegiate, and a Richard Win playing schools. That are that are you know not as not as competitive. And so those are where kind of your blowouts were in the past. Whereas now those games aren't there. And so these three, six, four, five matchups, I think I agree. I think should be pretty competitive. Most of those games taking place Saturday at Wilson Hall. Uh, we do have the Jeff Davis Reagan Prep game is over at the Civic Center. Uh, but so those should be some competitive games there at the one A level. Yeah. So
0: everybody is Sumter. Um, you know, Saturday, Wilson Hall and one at the Civic Center, you're gonna have the one A mm-hmm. first round games. And like I said, the, the second round, and a lot of people may not know this, um, is a little different on the bracket. So the second rounds are going to all be determined. Meaning once that you works. kind of see yeah. who's playing who, then we know where the games can go and then they'll be able to and I, and
1: I think in talking, like I said, we're, we're you know, here at Wilson Hall, we host games. So we're hosting games Friday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. Uh, and so we kind of talked to Mike a little bit about that. And I think his reasoning for that is say you've got a Florence Christian that advances to the the second round in girls and boys. Well, you want to make sure they're at the same location if you can help it. Um and and by having games at Civic Center, Wilson Hall, you know, you all you don't want to split your fan bases. It's not always able to be done. Um, but but I think he tries to do that when he can. And so I think that's where some of those to be determines are um in the second round games for some of the 1A, 2A, 3A levels.
0: Yeah. And I think another
1: thing that people
0: kind of, I say forget, you know, you have this is not a typical one through 12 seed. You have two number ones, two number twos, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you kind of sometimes expect a one versus four and a two versus three, but it's not necessarily built like always that. that way. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, so I get it. So should be a fun, you know, of course, they'll play Saturday at Civic Center at, at noon is scheduled time for the one A boys state championship game. Um, so let's move on to two A. All right. Yep. Two-A girls. Um, number one RLC as a spec is Cathedral Cat. Yep. Okay, yep. cathedral. Got the ball on the top side. The lower um, state number one is Buford Academy, and I think well-deserved. Buford's a very good team. They played a really tough schedule. Their record doesn't jump at you like some of the other records in 2A, but they had a really tough schedule and played a um, really good game, they deserve too. And they, you know, play Patrick Henry, who also got a buy, and um, they're very competitive teams, and they're on the same side. So we're looking at matchup number three, possibly, in the state semifinals there. Um, but they both have work to do before they get there. And then the Kings Academy um, got the fourth buy. The upper number two seat so um cathedral will face the the winner of calhoun and Marlboro, the, and they're playing at wilson hall dorchester and dylan christian the winner of that will play kings and they're also there at the civic center and clarendon hall and collin and prep will play um the winner of that will play Buford, they're at wilson hall and lee academy and andrew jackson will meet at wilson hall also the winner of that plays patrick henry what jumps at you on this bracket?
1: So, so one interesting thing here, and I don't know, uh, again, like you got different committee members, different years have different philosophies on things. Typically, I'm surprised to see Buford and Patrick Henry on the same side of the bracket. Uh, usually, you see the region champions and runner ups go on opposite sides of the bracket, so they can't meet till the championship game. And and if I'm not mistaken, they were the one and two seed in that region. Um, because I don't see, I mean, I don't even know if anybody else caught him preps in that region. Um, you know, but Cathedral is not in that region. Kings Academy is not in that region. So, you know, typically you would have seen like a Kings and a Patrick Henry flipped there, but that sets up an interesting matchup there in the potential semifinals where you've got two region teams that have already battled at least twice, if not three times this year, going at it again for a spot in the state championship. So that interesting, interesting little wrinkle there that I just noticed. Yeah. Um, The only thing I can think
0: of, and I will say this, like Dorchester, Dorchester to me is a dark horse. I think mm -hmm. Dorchester is a better team than people probably give credit on the girls and boys side, to be honest. Yeah. Because their region has been really, really tough. Yeah. Um, I think Dorchester has a chance to make it to the final four from a three. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But that being said, I know Kings is dealing with some things, but I, I think what you're saying, you know, and I agree, normally in the past, especially with 16 team seed, it's very obvious yeah. that they go to two and three teams from a region, usually are opposite number one. Mm-hmm. But in this 12 team bracket, to me, this says that Kings to the committee was the definite number four. They mm-hmm. did not want, they wanted Buford and Patrick Henry to have the opportunity to play to see who yeah. gets to the state championship sure. um, and, and, and avoid Cathedral to the very end and whoever. Yeah.
1: So I get that. Yeah, um, I do.
0: Consistency, you know, maybe that's something yeah. you, you know you question, but um, I mean, I'm not in that room, so I don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but but yeah. that's a good point, though. That's a good point. Yeah. And I think seeing it this way, you know, we had a a coach at one of our um, you know, our region meetings recently. You know, he's like, I wish we'd have it like the old school, where this region winner played this region four and two and three, and you know ahead of time. And and there's something to be said for that as well. I think it's just I think n- neither way is right or wrong.
1: Sure, They're right? They're both wrong. It depends on who's looking at it. Sure, yeah. Where um, you are on the bracket, but if you're looking at
0: one through four, I think the two A girls is right.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. You know, um, looking at the boys' side, Andrew Jackson gets the number one overall seed. Dylan Christian uh, gets the ones on the lower side. Patrick Henry and Buford get the last two buys, and I'm I'm curious to see here how this <clears throat> kind of plays out because. You know, Calhoun Academy, who ended up finishing fourth in the Andrew Jackson region, actually beat Patrick Henry twice during the regular season. Yet because they were co-region champions, I think Patrick and Buford, Patrick and Buford both got the buys. Now, at the end of the day, if Cathedral and St. John's take care of business, they get the opportunity to play Buford and Patrick Henry the second round anyway. And so it, it kind of comes out in the wash, but I did think that was a little interesting when I looked at the seedings to say, hmm, you know, usually you they take that head-to-head really into count, Um, And to have, like, the four seed, like I said, from that Andrew Jackson region beat the one and two from the Patrick Henry, but yet the one and two still got the buys because they were co-region champions, that was a little bit of a nuance. Again – the commit, you know, the committees are different year to year, and depends on who you have in there and and how they view the importance of region finishes um, and stuff like that. Um, you know, personally, as as a person who won my region is a four seed, I kind of wish this committee was on on my bracket. I guess <laughs> they might, I might have might had a buy because I won my region, but um, but yeah, I think I think that'll be a really 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 good second round matchups. I think this two a bracket, those second round games, I think, are going to be really really good. Yeah, I, I agree. I was assuming the that. first round goes chalk. Goes chalk, excuse me.
0: Yeah, I think the boys, without a doubt, the boys, um, two A. Once you get to quarterfinals, mm-hmm. we're talking about at least three really good ball games. Possibly four. um Bethesda and Lee. Not sure what they have for Andrew Jackson. I do know Andrew Jackson. I think it's lost a a, a starter. Mm-hmm. I think that you know that may come into play as well. But you know they still did enough to earn the number one seed. You know and um, but yeah, I think when your Cathedral gets Patrick, if Cathedral gets by Dorchester, I think for the third time. So I think they were yeah. in the same region. They, they are, yeah. Patrick and that's Ninger, another
1: right? thing that's interesting is usually you don't see that. You don't right. see region matchups in the first round, and they do have that here. Yeah, and um, you know, St. John's and Buford, Calhoun, Dillon. I mean, we're
0: talking about some good ball games, and um, I hope I'm able to post up and watch some of those here. Yeah, you know, somehow. Um, yeah. So I hope, now, also, I hope you know, I'm busy, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. I hope I'm busy. But you also now we enter. We still have the. Uh, one of the games that wasn't Hall, Calhoun, and Marlboro, but the other three first rounds are all going to be at Cathedrals. Now, mm-hmm. Cathedrals becoming one of the host sites where it used to be a Pinewood or Porter Gout and some yeah. Heathwood
1: and things, but now Cathedrals kind of moved in and become one of yeah. our. And um, if, have y'all played there before? I never have. It's beautiful gym. It is a beautiful oh, gym. It's a beautiful gym um it's it really is a good location it's a little bit more on the northern side of charleston so like where you used to have to go into town to kind of go to porter Goud. it's up there on ashley phosphate so you get now if you're traveling on friday and you play at five o'clock you might as well you might want to leave at like i don't know 12 uh to make sure you get there in time. guess what it's funny you say that because <laughs> i know
0: exactly who travels there friday at five o'clock
1: that was not intentional. Um, oh. <laughs> that was just a random uh, thing. But anyway, but yeah, um, you know. So I mean, it, but it's a good location, really good gym. Coach Puyat and Coach Ferguson do a good job there of uh, of really, of really putting on a good a good tournament and helping out. And so we appreciate that location. Uh, and really, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think the only locations are Cathedral, Wilson Hall, Civic Center. And maybe a Columbia location, but I'm not hundred percent sure if I've seen anybody this weekend playing at Carter Newman or at Heathwood this year. Yeah. I'm not sure if there is one or not. Not in the first round. There is the first, one. yeah, it might be second round. They might be needed, I know, depending on who's playing and locations. But yeah. Right. So
0: all right. Well, so that's the two A boys. Of course, their state championship. The girls will play at two thirty on next Saturday and the boys play at four. Once again, we'll have a little more preview next week once we get to the to the semifinals of of that, which will be next Thursday, so we'll kind of be able to preview them. Um, all right. so let's go to the three A girls.
1: Hmm.
0: Oh, five o'clock Cathedral Academy, Florence Christian. <laughs> so, so leave we'll early, take,
1: coach, leave early. That
0: traffic will get you. I know it. So we'll we'll take the. It's it's gonna be a little, little ride on a Friday and that day, but we'll we'll make the trip and we play Palmetto Christian. Um, the winner gets to play Hilton Head Christian, and Hilton Head Christian was you know the number one overall seed. That's what we, you know, everybody anticipated. Um, it's you know, it's their tournament to lose, basically. I think on paper. Um, so the other buys, and and here's real interesting, and I and I was really curious to see how the committee was going to go with this. You have PD Academy, a one-loss PD Academy, mm-hmm. who won their region, you know, outright undefeated in the region. You have Orangeburg Prep, undefeated in their region, yep. um, and Shannon Force, who was undefeated in their region. So yep. you know, you have. Four regional winners, one Mm -hmm. Hilton Head Christian team who everybody kind of knows is the number one. And then you have three other ones who I felt none of them merited being on the side with Hilton Head Christian. Yeah. And and I knew that somebody was going to be disappointed in that. And, you know, as we rank teams throughout the year, I mean, I have to give PD credit. I think PD got better and better and better. And I think PD is a really good team. Um, Abby Johnson, their, their post player is really talented. Yeah, um, she's a double double waiting to happen. They play mm-hmm. extremely hard. You know, I played them in Orangeburg prep. I haven't played Shannon Forrest. You know, I I I remember seeing them last year. I think you have three number twos right there. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate that somebody had to kind of handle yeah. their side, but that's the way it fell for PD. But I'll say this PD, PD is a is a good team, and um, mm-hmm. you know, they're gonna play hard, but they will have an interesting game. John Paul is second. I've been saying it, and I finally seen him a little bit. John Paul's solid, man. They're a good yeah. team. And um yeah, you know, they get open up with Carolina, they're also at Cathedral, um, the winner of that will play PD. Um Greenwood Christian at Northside Christian and they actually played each other this year. Greenwood Christian had about a 12 point win, I think. So they'll play at Wilson Hall. Winner that will play Orangeburg Prep. Mm-hmm. Um if Northside wins, mm-hmm. then you have a region matchup right there in the quarterfinals, yep. which would be interesting. Um, and then Christian Academy, Myrtle Beach, and Spartanburg Day, the winner to play Shannon Forrest, and that game's yeah. at Wilson Hall also. So some pretty good first-round matchups. I think the second-round matchups, you, you're – you know, anybody's going to have hard – our game's going to have a hard time playing Hill hey, hick Christian. We know that, sure. um, our winner. But I think John Paul, if they're able to you know, beat Carolina and play PD, could be a really good contest. Um, I think Greenwood Christian's got two losses. You know, I mean, yeah. if, if, if they stay chalk and, and they play Orangeburg Prep, I think that could be a good game. And – Christian Academy on the beach, man. They got a couple of girls that can really shoot and get it going. So I think they'd be they could really battle Channel Four. So I think the three A girls second round, I think you got possibility of three pretty good games too. But yeah. I do kinda of expect it to go chalk, you know, to that final four.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, the really is like you mentioned, I, I agree. the the three A seems to be and I'll say all the lower. I, th- I think 4A does a pretty good job of cross-region playing, but we're closer to each other for the most right. part, which makes it easier. Yeah. But it does make it hard. Where, like you mentioned, you had three teams in PD, Orangeburg Prep, and Shannon Forest, who both have impressive records. They have you know. They they have swept their region record right, all undefeated in the region, but none of them played each other. And none of them really played anybody else in those regions, and so it, even the the common opponents becomes difficult.
0: Yeah, I hundred percent. I look through it trying to figure out um, who played what, and I'm looking Northside Christian probably the only team that might have played three of the four regions. Nobody plays the Hilton Head teams. Correct. You know they play all this these Savannah teams. You know. and I think Northside, being essentially located, kind of like the 3A region is, you're able to play everybody else. But you're talking yeah. about Spartanburg, Hilton Head, the PD. Yeah. I mean, that's hard. That's you know? tough. It's, you know, luckily, like we said, that we played Northside and Orangeburg in the Baron Bash or Classic. You know, I mean, that's that's very helpful that we're able to do that. So it should be interesting to see how the the, the 3A girls um turn out. Um. So I'm gonna move on to the 3A 3A boys, which I think yeah. you have some of the. Yeah. It's still interested
1: in 3A boys. Tell yeah. Me. I, I mean, I think the 3A boys bracket is going to be really good. I think, you know, PD Academy uh, sitting there as as the three seed on that top side, playing a Spartanburg Christian game uh, that I know. Kyle Drew. Uh, I mean, look, Chris, those of us that know Chris Hart, you don't want to see Chris Hart walk in the gym. I don't care what his team looks like and what his record is. Dude is a great coach. And uh, they have played in the playoffs the past few years. Uh, So now, now PD is the better team, I believe coming in and and they played during the season and played a, if I'm not mistaken, a a pretty uh, big 10 football style Saturday morning, 11 o'clock game back in December, January, the final score was like 34 to 18 or something like that. It was a, it was an ugly game. Um, Not really characteristic of either team's typical game. Um, So they have played each other. So they're familiar. But, but I think that'll be a really good game there Saturday at the Civic Center. PD is Spartanburg Christian. The winner of that will get Hilton Head Christian. Um, sorry, I realized I scrolled down too far. I skipped over Oakbrook Prep. Uh, getting Oakbrook Prep team that's been doing really well, kind of an upstart team. You know, back 10 years ago, Oakbrook had a really good run. They'd kind of fallen back in that region the past few years with the rise of Shannon Forrest, but seemed to be back a little bit this year. Uh, getting a Northside Christian team, and we mentioned this earlier too in one of the 1A's. Northside Christian and Orangeburg Prep, who were the one and two teams in that region, end up finishing as five seeds in the bracket. So, a little bit weaker region there, potentially. And that Spartanburg region is really, really strong. Oakbrook, a team that finished, uh, I think, tied for third or fourth in that region. Yeah. Um, so that'll be a good game.
0: I th- it's interesting. You look at the bias. So, Shannon Forest, number one, you know, mm-hmm. probably overall number one, Um, kind of expected that. And then Christian Academy, Myrtle Beach, um, they get the other number one. Now, they – they beat PD twice. They beat our boys twice. So they won our region, which I think is a pretty competitive region. Yep. Um Now, Hilton Head Prep and Hilton Head Chris, Christian split. So mm-hmm. they kind of get co-champs. So I'm kind of – I was always wondering kind of if PD would have beaten Christian Academy the other night. Now you have – That really would have fit a wrinkle. Yeah. Right. Now you really got a, you know, tough mm-hmm. committee decision-making. Yeah. Um But I do think PD – has a chance to um, be good but yeah right the, the the Spartanburg region is young outside of Shannon boys but they're good basketball teams they're good yeah. well coached they play hard so it's gonna be interesting you know Greenwood Christian we played them in the first round Florence Christian put up a lot of points they put up a lot of points this yep. year we like to run and shoot so it should be entertaining yeah winter plays hilthead Head Prep um, Orangeburg Prep but you're right so we were third in our region boys Florence Christian but we mm-hmm. were three and zero against Northside and Orangeburg Prep so yep. it's you know it's hard even though they were region champs so you know it's tough when it comes to seed, but this should be entertaining. This quarterfinals going to have some good basketball games, and Absolutely. Um, you know definitely the final four. All right, um, well
1: let's jump let ahead. You got anything else on three A boys? No, not really. Those the, those championship games, if I'm not mistaken, will be Friday in the Civic Center, so that is a wrinkle, kind of similar to what football has been in the past. So the three A girls will play at five o'clock on Friday. The three A boys at six thirty. So the three A championships on Friday. Everybody else on Saturday.
0: Correct. That's right. So their semifinals will be on Wednesday. All mm-hmm. right, so let's
1: jump to the 4A girls, you know,
0: I say no surprises with the top 2 seeds. I was a little surprised. I didn't realize Porter Gow would get a bye. So Heathwood Hall, number 1 overall, Trinity Collegiate number 1 on the bottom, um Northwood with the on the bottom, you know, um we kind of expected that as a 3. In Porter Gow, I'm assuming
1: beat First Baptist and that's they why they beat them twice. Beat yeah, them they beat them twice and and First Baptist beat Hammond. I think those were kind of the you know, you and I all year have kind of been looking at First Baptist and Hammond to fill that fourth buy, uh, and then when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, okay." And then we looked at it. You know, I looked at it more. I was like, "Oh, they beat First Baptist twice." And that so I would of, like that to, conversation. Yeah, I would
0: like to publicly apologize to quarterback <laughs> yeah. girls for not knowing. And for not knowing. That's three, on not us. Not and there's stuff right.
1: on mash preps too. We have no excuse. We have no okay. excuse. <laughs> no excuse. <so. laughs> um, but yeah, so you got First Baptist and Hammond, and then and I think in in the three A girls, there, there is you've kind of got your top two and then a line, and then you've got your top six, in a line, and then you've got kind of everybody else. I mean, I think that Wilson Hall-Augusta-Christian game is going to be a good game. 530, the Civic Center, winner of that will go to Heathwood. Uh, they played earlier this season, and Wilson Hall won uh, at the Baron Classic here in December. First Baptist versus Carter Newman. You know, Carter Newman, obviously the four-time defending state champs, but hasn't had the best season. First Baptist looking to hopefully take care of business. The First Baptist team, if I'm not mistaken, Just this week, I think, actually took Hilton Head Christian pretty tough in a game down there, kind of just a random non-region game the other day. But they actually played Hilton Head Christian girls who have been viewed as kind of the team to beat around everywhere. Uh, And they played them really good. So that first Baptist, potential first Baptist-Porter-Gal matchup in the quarters, really, really interesting matchup there. Pinewood Prep and Ben Lippin in the 4-5 on the bottom side, the winner of that will go to Trinity. And then Hammond and Lawrence Manning, uh, winner of that goes to Northwood. Now, interesting – we talked before about region tournaments and how they, they affect So in our region. Wilson Hall and Lawrence Manning split during the season. So our region tournament, the winner of that first round game, determined who was going to be the higher seed representative from our region. And, and I would argue on paper, I mean, a big difference there is Wilson Hall won that game and Lawrence Manning lost it. Lawrence Manning going to have a tough Matchup there with Hammond, uh, whereas Wilson Hall gets a team that hopefully is a is a good competitive game, more competitive game there with Augusta Christian. So those that that ended up being a really really big win for our girls.
0: Yeah, and I think you know Hammond might have something to say about it. But if Trinity and Northwood both keep chalk and get to that semifinal, I think that's a a, a big time matchup. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be fun a fun to watch and um, should be a good game. Heathwood Hall, you know, it's gonna be tough. But yeah, you get yeah. to that final four, anything can happen. You get some mm-hmm. like, hot yeah. shooting and then. Trinity and Northwood both are very capable for sure so' gonna be curious See, and I will say this um if you didn't notice you know the the quarterfinals for 4A are already set everybody's at Civic Center boys and on Earth. Monday
1: yeah so, yep. so yeah he did that on Monday and then I think the, the the semifinals as well are on Thursday so where they used to go for yeah. th- 3A was Tuesday Friday now it's Monday Thursday for the girls gotcha all right so
0: so that's set and um so let's look at 4A boys and um you know over. The number one seeds, without surprise, Gus Christian, Carl Newman. Yeah,
1: um, I was a little surprised to see Hammond getting the the buy, and that's not <laughs> so knowing. yeah. Interesting there, you've got three teams from one region getting a bye. Now, I think part of that, you know, we were the one seed from our region and we lost to Hammond. We lost to Ben Limit. We lost some non-conference games that quite frankly we needed to win and we didn't do it. So um, you know, that does throw a wrinkle when you've got out of the three regions, one of the top seeds isn't in that buy line. Um, you know, I think Hammond and Porter Gowd uh, were the ones that we were kind of thinking personally and Ben Lippin in that conversation too. Hammond beating Carter Newman uh, last week. in boys kind of threw all that for a wrinkle. I think if, if Carter Newman beats Hammond, I think Ben Lippin might get might have gotten that by. But because Hammond won that game, they finished clearly ahead of Ben Lippin in that region. So Hammond had to be above Ben Lippin. Well, then Ben Lippin also beat Porter Gowd. And so it would have been hard to put Porter Gowd on on that byline probably because then Ben Lippin's going, whoa, hold up. You know, we beat them head-to-head. And and there's a lot of that. You know, cross-region can be good and bad, right? Sometimes you beat each other up and everybody's going, hold up, we beat them, we beat them, we beat them, kind of going in a circle. Um, But, yeah, so Hammond able to get that by. But, again, I think Porter, Hammond, if Porter takes care of Heathwood Hall and and senior J.D. Gardner there, I, I think that game will be a really, really good game on t- next Tuesday. Pinewood Prep and Lawrence Manning are familiar. They play every year. They played twice this year. Uh, Lawrence Manning uh, got a big win over us last Friday night uh, at their place. Um, weren't quite as fortunate against Trinity the night in the region tournament. Um, but that will be a good game. The winner of that will get Augusta Christian. On the bottom side, uh, Wilson Hall versus Northwood. I'll say from from looking at Northwood, I mean, Northwood's an interesting team. They've been kind of up and down. They took Porter Gowd to a four-point game. They beat Hammond. Um, but then they also had some games where they weren't as successful, so they've been a little up and down this year under our first year coach. Um, but definitely, you know, going gonna we're gonna try to give them everything we got uh, on that game Saturday. The winner of that will get Carter Newman, and I think the game of the first round is gonna be Ben Lip and Trinity Collegiate. Trinity Collegiate got hot lately. Now, unfortunately, their body work for the whole season wasn't there. But I mean, they this past week beat even though they were the three seed in our region, they beat Lawrence Manning on Monday and turned around and beat us on Tuesday in the region championship tournament championship game. And I think that's going to be a really competitive game. Ben Lippin, a team that loves to shoot it from the perimeter. They average about 43 to 45 threes taken per game. Um, And, and that'll, that'll be a really big game. Three o'clock in the civic center on Saturday, the winner of that game will head into first Baptist. And what I think, and obviously I'm a little bit biased. I think this bracket is going to be an absolute slugfest the entire way through.
0: Well, I know everybody's excited to get it going and the ball tips up tomorrow. So um, don't forget to get on the the webpage on Facebook. See if you, if you turned in, see who your team is. So you know who to follow on our Facebook page and, um, you know, get ready to cheer your teams on and we'll be back next week to kind of give you an update of the first couple of rounds and wish everybody luck out there. Coach, good luck to you. Thank you. Coach. You too. You Y'all too. travel safely. Y'all too. Thank you. All right, brother. Take care. All right, bye.